Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul while taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome, beautiful souls. We're so excited to have you here today. Uh, today, we are really taking a left turn, I would say. I think we're kind of doing a 180, I guess. Yeah, we were kind of on the straight and narrow. And... Yeah, we were just really jiving with Jesus and preaching about him and talking about him. And his faithfulness. And we're going to take a little turn. And today, we're going to change our subject matter. A little bit anyways, maybe drastically, maybe not, but we'll tie it all together. So just hang in there with us. Yes, we're not, we're not going too, too off the straight and narrow, but it's a little different of what we typically talk about, but we're still incorporating our faith and Jesus into it because it has everything to do with it. Right. And yeah, either way, when we're talking about our faith and God, we're faithfully unapologetic in our faith, Mm -hmm. but we're also very faithfully unapologetic in this topic as well. Yes. It's really not the norm, I would say, to your average. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that, well, okay, let's just get to the topic, because I feel like we're we're just, like, skirting around it, like, oh my gosh, what is it? Skirting around it, creating anticipation. It is anticipation, but no, we're a minute and 24 seconds in. (laughs) Okay, fine. Are you going to break it? I'm going to break it. I would say that we're very faithfully unapologetic to our bodies and to our health and to our minds, and so today we're going to be talking about brain health. Brain health! I guess maybe they could have guessed it from the title. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I we weren't forgot. Like, that secretive about oh, it. Darn. But well, whatever. It, it sounded good. Maybe it next time. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to get into brain health. What What is brain health? How does it relate to our faith? How does it improve our faith? What can you, as listeners, you know, how, how do you get a a more regulated brain and so we're gonna all we're gonna get all up in it (laughs) and discuss that Uh, but we're gonna try and keep it as basic as possible yes Um, the brain is very complex so and it is kind of my area of so if she rambles and i'll let her know (laughs) yeah um i like to talk about brainwave frequencies and get a little see you're even going off technical you're going off track now all right but we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right. So what we really want to talk about first is let's just basic and simple. It's mm-hmm. like, what is brain health? What is it? Yeah. I mean, I what guess we it? could start off like. What do you think? What What is brain health? What would you say uh, in your uneducated, not. My uneducated self. Uh, your uneducated <laughs> self. And by that, I'm not meaning that she's not smart or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just that this is an area that I've worked over a it's decade. It's definitely not something you just in. like come up with and you know right so my daughter is very very well versed in this so we don't want the very well versed from this decade of yes so if i was going back in time and i was uh, i don't know i feel like i wasn't thinking about anything about brain health when i was 10 but if someone were to ask me when i was 10 or 11 
I would probably be like, well, you're alive, so you must have a healthy brain. You're not brain dead, so you are alive, you have a healthy brain, you have a brain that functions, like, you are good to go in this life, like, good job living, <laughs> I don't right. really know. See, it, it's not something that I know or really claim to know at that time. Right, right, so, and same for me, it's like brain health, it's like, if somebody would mention brain health before I started on the journey that God led me on, actually, I would have, I would have been brain health. And it's like, what do you mean brain health? I'm like, I'm walking, I'm talking, my brain is fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you're a living, breathing human and your brain is functioning, so you're good. Right. I can touch my nose and I can close my eyes and sleep and I can talk to people and communicate. So honestly, um, I don't think a lot of people gave too much thought about brain health up until the recent decade or two. I mean... Yeah. Uh, you kind of just took it for granted, I guess. You kind of By did. that, I mean you just take it for granted. If you are functioning in this world, you have a brain outside of. Now, maybe I would say if you were in a coma, you probably didn't have brain health. Yeah. You probably did not have good brain health. Or if you have, like, a serious, very serious neurological disorder, such as Alzheimer's or memory loss or... Right. Or you know, if... So, so, things along those lines. Or if you had a stroke and you lost control of parts of your body yeah. and your language and your ability to take care of yourself, then I would say that, that your brain health probably is not very good. Yeah, and those are... Back then, I feel like before... Like, the area, the field of neurological research got really strong that those things were the only things that didn't constitute as a healthy brain, which, I mean, right. since we have learned so much, Mom, what are, what is health, brain health aside from, like, what we used to think? What is the definition? What have you found? What have experts say? Wow. Well, you know, that really is a loaded question because in all my research, I can't really come up with necessarily... A common definition that For sure. all the experts say. I don't hey, think it. Yeah, you're never gonna really find a real concrete one. I think the internet is so full of stuff, and it gets crowded. Right. That this is the epitome of brain health. I, I haven't found that, and you know, we don't have Mr. Google with us today, so we can't Unfortunately. look it up. We actually don't really have a computer uh, access. How crazy is that in this technological I know. world? But, um, but. Never fear, because I do have a definition for brain health. And this is, I've worked over seven years in a nonprofit. Uh, I'm director of neurotechnology, and I actually work with two different brain training programs. And so I do work with lots of clients. I get to work with amazing people and um, help them to uh, improve their brain health, basically. Yeah, and which so, is really fabulous. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm like, thank you for doing that. <laughs> like, yes, and all <laughs> this knowledge and stuff and where I've gotten to, it's been really helping my daughter, who's um, struggled with a lot of different, um, I don't know, what, what would you want to call them? I don't know, just a lot of just thoughts that weren't beneficial to me or, yeah, it, and those thoughts kind of, spewed everywhere in my emotions and on people and it, right and it then, didn't ben it wasn't benefiting my life or the people around me right and so all these thoughts of what I had discovered which was amazing were directly connected to the brain and your neurophysical skills that were impaired yeah so 
actually tied to physical skills, social skills, and different things that were very difficult for you to do as well, and learning skills, academic skills. Um, so they're all tied together. So number one, the most important thing to learn about the brain is the brain is the master controller of everything in the body. I mean, that is really important to know. Yes. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I think that is overlooked in a lot of health scenarios. I think it is because, you know, if you talk about medically, like, your heart is also what keeps you alive. Like, that's very important. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a heart that's functioning, you're not going to be living. But the brain is what controls how your, your heart beats, how you breathe. If, like, basically if your organs are working the way that they're supposed to, your brain controls that. Right. And it sends all yeah. these electrical messages throughout the body Yeah. to run everything, basically. And so because of that, the definition that I would come up with of what um, brain health is and what, you know, what a good healthy brain, what it would look like. Like, how would somebody know? Yeah. And that would be if a healthy brain is one that is able to transition in and out of different, what we call arousal states, but basically kind of emotional states, thinking states. Yeah. Like if you want to focus and do your schoolwork, you can sit down, focus, be still, and do your schoolwork. When you go to bed at night, you can shut down your thoughts, close your eyes, and go to sleep. Uh, when you're doing sports, you can focus and you can run and you can perform relatively well in sports after practice, you know, and you're not going to run out and do something perfect right away. That doesn't, it's no indication of a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a regulated brain at all, but, um, you can run out and go do these things. Uh, if you want to, I mean, you could do anything kind of as yeah. you choose to do transition yeah. without if, becoming stuck in like whatever old activity you were doing so that can yeah so basically you're saying a healthy brain or regulated brain can change it can uh, move from one activity to another without getting stuck in the old thought process of whatever they were doing right there's not you and, and you can easily control that so it doesn't really matter what you're doing throughout the day And if somebody caught your attention and wanted you to shift, maybe you're reading a book and you're really into this book and um, your mom's like, hey, it's time to come do the dishes, uh, you could easily, you wouldn't typically explode. Um, People typically don't explode because they want to. It's typically because it's very hard to transition from one state to another yeah so you would be able to maybe you wouldn't want to and you would be able to maybe verbalize hey i'm really like in a good part right now can i do it in 10 minutes yeah but you would be able to set that book down and you'd be able to go and do the dishes without a problem yeah um or you would be able you can get out of bed in the morning and go to work and have enough energy to get through your day you have you can shift your brain into different arousal states that you need and want yeah. So what happens is when a brain becomes dysregulated, um, it gets stuck. And that's just like what you said. It gets yeah. stuck in states where it's like you can't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You can't calm your brain down at night to go to mm-hmm. sleep. It's really hard to sit down and study, uh, particularly if the topic is uninteresting. 
And so, which is a lot of things. <laughs> just just putting that out there. It, it, it can be it can be really hard, and it, it's definitely a gift and a skill and a talent. But it is a regulated brain when you can actually sit down and focus and get something done that you need to do yeah. without, without procrastinating, over fo- right? without over focusing too. Right now, that's another whole issue. You don't have to hyper focus. There's yeah. such a thing as hyper focus, and that can be seen as a very positive thing and a very positive trait. But with hyper-focusing, there's also, uh, uh, often excuse me, often a backside to that. It's like people typically hyper-focus because they have to block everything out. Yeah. So there Which is, is also not part of a, a regulated brain. Right. It's like in order to get something done, they, they, they use so much energy um, to hyper-focus that a lot of times they can be over-fatigued when that is done, um, extra tired, and they can't do anything else. And it'd be like, okay, you just, like, did this, like, better than anybody else you know, right? And it's like, yeah. surely you can make your bed or put away your clothes. But if that child or person, like, exhausted themselves, it'd be like, they really... It looks like they don't want to, but their energy probably is really low to the point of um, it's physically hard, actually, for them to move now and go do that. But there's lots of other, I mean, you could go on and on with hundreds of different scenarios of kind of a regulated brain and a non-regulated brain, which isn't the point of this podcast. We might have one later. Yeah. But so the definition is, it's really to be able to own your brain. Yeah. Like you you have the control to... To own your thoughts and to move to wherever you need to be and throughout the day have the thoughts that need that you need basically right and you can transition and do what you need to do yeah. it doesn't mean that life is going to be easy and stress free necessarily mm-hmm. but what it does mean and when people do I do neurofeedback brain training and what neurofeedback does it really works with the brainwave frequencies and helps them to do just that this regulated state move them out of their stress state. And what I tell people is, like, neurofeedback doesn't take our stress away in our life. But what it does is it helps us not to get stuck there. So when something really irritating or bad happens during your day, some people have a hard time um, moving out of that. Like if something, you dumped your coffee all over the car in the morning, and um, sometimes it's really hard for people to get out of that frustration and that anger, and they can be stuck there all day. Well, that's frustrating. I understand that. (laughs) just saying it is frustrating but um if you're able if you're not functioning in your stress response all the time um if you're that's not like your main idling rhythm you can go in and out of this like you can admit yes this is frustrating yes this is a mess yes this is going to take me extra time to get through but you know what it's just coffee i can clean it up i can let it go I can move on with my day. that's the ultimate goal of really um maintaining a, a healthy brain so that's how we define it. But right now in our society, what do you think that we might have some things that might interfere with a healthy brain? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things in the world that aren't, aren't supporting brain health. The, the, the building of a regulated brain. Right, brain There's health. a lot of uh, just, just craziness especially on the internet as I mean as a teen like we have access to so much we have the world at our fingertips we can look up anything and a lot of that can destroy the brain and uh, kind of put ideas into our brain that ideas that aren't healthy uh, ideas that seem like they're normal but they're really not right ones that were never yours to begin with 
How about that? Yeah. How about thoughts that you would never have in your head outside of whatever you saw on that screen? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. But then you start to start taking ownership for these thoughts and you start making them who you are. And so what I want to just say briefly before we move on, so we're really just talking about what is brain health. And brain health, yeah, we, we said it's really one where you can easily transition kind of and do what you need to do to get through your day without having difficulties or getting stuck. Yeah. And the one thing to know about the brain in order to keep your brain healthy is that everything in the environment around you is feedback to the brain. Yeah. Everything has a cause and effect. And so that is really important to know, just like when you were talking about screens and media, that is absolutely impacting the brain. And not only that, it is uh, interacting with the neurotransmitters and dopamine and the reward system and the stress response. And it's overstimulating all these things, which can put our mind, actually our brain, into the stress response. And so there's a lot of things that overstimulate the stress response. And you know from our diet that such things as sugar and gluten and grains can actually stimulate uh, kind of an underlying anxiety. It's kind of messing with the hormones and the cortisol and the adrenaline. And this is getting all a little bit technical and we're not going to go very much more into this. But brain health is really important. And it's really important in our relationship to God. It is. This is the whole point of the podcast. Right. Is to get into why does our brain health matter in accordance to our faith? Right. And so we're going to not go into, you know, too much of that technical stuff right now. We'll uh, have podcasts and stuff broken out on different themes and topics that maybe go into more depth so that if you want that information, you'll be able to get it. But right now, let's read a Bible verse. We want to read a Bible verse and see how that supports. Yes. Basically brain health. And I'm going to read this first Bible verse. If you're okay with that. Yep. That's how we planned it, guys. Shh. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're just doing this on a whim. We're doing this on a whim. I didn't remember if you remembered or not. So, you know. I oh, yeah, it. no, I, I, I knew. <laughs> okay. So this is 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, 19. And it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. And so what I love about this verse is that it is telling us right here and now that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is the temple of God. It's like, how amazing is that? I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone struggles with body image. I don't, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think everyone. Like, I think I could safely say everyone does, but Mm -hmm. when you read that our bodies are temples, they're, that, that are vessels to the Holy Spirit and to our spirit and to God, it, it kind of makes you realize that, look at your body a different way, because it's not just about the, the physical or your outward appearance, appearance, it's like, how are you taking care of the vessel that you've been given? Are you trashing it? Uh, Are you creating an unsafe space for the spirit to grow? Are right. you uh, a place where fruit can be hosted or are you right. kind of keeping the weeds? Absolutely. Um, 
So, and, and what it boils down to, it's like, it's not really about everything. Everything focuses so much on what you like and don't like, but it's like, this isn't talking about Which what Which I'm you... guilty of getting caught up in, just, you know. We, we all are. Yeah. It's like, um, wait a second, I don't like this. Um, I, I um, call people on it all the time, particularly in my family, but I am not, like, free from this. <laughs> I find myself yeah. doing the same thing but and it's really kind of putting walls up and you know making your world smaller which you don't want to do but it boils down with this it's not about that it's like our body is the temple of the holy spirit and so what would you want to do with something that housed something so magnificent and powerful as you want to take care of it so it can hold whatever it's holding for as long as it possibly can Right. It's like even, even look at, look at your own house. I mean, let's just even just break it away in reference to like our house. Um, We have a house. I take pride in our house. Mm -hmm. I decorate it. Um, We keep it. We make sure there's no leaks and holes. Uh, We make sure we have the fire alarms in there and we have air purifiers. We want healthy water. We want everything in this house to be as stable and productive and peace producing as I as it can be yeah i mean if it was falling down like that means we're not taking care of it and then it can't house us and then it just everything affects everything so the way that you you take care of your brain is going to affect the way you function the way you function is going to affect the people around you the the way that people function around you is going to change the environment around them and it is so on and so on and so it, it really just like you need to focus on yourself and focus on taking care of yourself because it's it's going to affect everything around you and everything around everyone else. Absolutely. It's going to affect your quality of life. Do yeah. you want to have good quality of life or do you want it to be sacrificed? Yeah. Because of the things that you're putting into your body or your mind. I mean, we work really hard on this brain health piece and... Um, I really just want to be able to support and have a strong, healthy body and having a strong, healthy body. And in the focus the last 10 years that I have done that for myself, I have never been healthier and I've never been happier. I've never been more at peace and found more joy. I mean, it all feeds into one another. It's like what you put into your body will directly affect the mind and it will directly affect how it functions. And the trick to that is, is that it doesn't necessarily mean if you eat a Twinkie and it's the, you know, there was a, we had a party or people brought in a bunch of stuff at work and I ate a couple Twinkies, which I guess I wouldn't eat because they're not gluten-free. But (laughs) let's say I went out and eliminated them anyway. So let's say I did eat them and I am gluten-free. I ate the Twinkies and they brought in Dilly Bars from the Dairy Queen and then, oh, my favorite candy, they brought in starburst and twizzlers and i mulled that down and i slammed it down with a coke and then came home and um, we went out for ice cream and fries it's like okay so i put all that into my body Uh, i would probably be a little bit sick from eating twinkies possibly and not feel well but it would go away and it would seem like okay so this food i ate it i felt kind of sick but now i'm fine and i'm okay that's not affecting me or maybe I watched a movie and as I'm watching it, I'm like, eh, these are things and thoughts I don't really want in my mind. But then I finished watching the movie anyways, and then I go on about my business and I think everything's okay. 
But what happens is, it's like, this is feedback to your brain. This is feedback to your body. These little bits and pieces of information. Everything builds and it keeps building. And it builds over years and it builds over decades where the mind and your health it just deteriorates slowly and slowly if you consistently keep putting these things into your body and mind. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's why we want to be really careful about what we do because a lot of people will say, oh, it's just a little bit. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, oh, big deal. Um, but what I have found, is, and particularly with you and all the work that we have done with you, it's changed completely your whole life. Yeah. It's changed um, how you think and those thoughts that you said that you get stuck in. Yeah. Do you get stuck in them still? Yeah, because I'm human. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. But Not as much. But before... I feel like we got a little off topic, though. Um, we're talking about the temple. Yeah, no, the temple. Kind of, we kind of went into, like, the food stuff. and what we the te- Yeah, the, the temple. The your body. So your brain, but your body. So the, your food totally affects the brain. So maybe I didn't make that clear. The food that you're eating affects the brain. Um, we did get a little off topic. Everything you do in your body, whether it's media, whether it's food, whether whatever you're doing, it affects yeah. the mind. But I think, yeah, so I think since your body is a temple, you should be giving it the best possible care, no matter if it's what you, you're watching, you're putting in your body. Like, you should right. honor your body with what it absolutely needs, not necessarily what it wants. And right, that's, that's going to affect everything, from, like, especially your brain. Yeah, so. and, that, and that's where I was going from. So it, it has. So what, what over, the, over a decade and understanding all this, we, we have changed everything, what we put in our mind and what yeah. we put in our body. And so, um, and that's where that brain health comes in. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're pretty um, faithful about that. Mm-hmm. And the changes we have seen have been immense, if not miraculous. And God has been a huge, huge piece of that. And so it all really ties with the brain health piece. It really promotes and supports a relationship to God. Yeah, because if we're taking care of our bodies and our minds, or if we're taking care of our minds with what we put in our bodies, we're taking care of God's vessels. Therefore, thanking or, you know, showing God that we care about what he's given us. Right. And so that, that is why it's so important for that brain health, because that temple, you know, that temple is our, is, is our body. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And they're in, like you say, you can erode it slowly, but surely and have it break down. Yeah. And, um, we don't really want to do it because it houses the best of who we are. Yeah, it really does. That's who we are. Uh, so take care of it. Right. So we have another Bible verse, uh, and it it got, it's funny because I was talking about like you know does your is is what you're doing in your life or what did I say I can't remember it was like is what you're doing like bearing fruit like is it sustainable and right. so it kind of this one talks about this this comes from the book of Galatians it's Galatians five twenty two through twenty three. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Which I think is amazing, and I think that you can go to the very last fruit of the Spirit mentioned, which is that self-control. Yeah. That self-discipline. 
And I think that is kind of the overcompanying piece that provides all those other things. The faith, yeah. the peace, the joy, and the love. Because you need that self-control to kind of regulate everything else, uh, which provides for you and provides for God. Right. And that's that self-control, that self-discipline, right? That is the block, um, kind of blocking the devil, kind of blocking the sin. Yeah. Um, blocking, it's easy to fall into his lot or Satan's lies. Right. Blocking the things that don't support strong brain health. So yeah. the things that actually deteriorate the brain, things that actually interfere with the brain or hamper the brain. Yeah. And so in looking at that brain health, which is where we're really focused on what we had said that brain health really does help support our relationship with God. And so there's actually, we came up with four different ways that we feel that brain health really has helped us and supported us in building that relationship with God and, and building our faith. So number one, brain health helps us to break up anxious and fearful thoughts and this allows us to move into gratitude and praise yeah for for sure i mean once you're able to like if you start taking care of your brain i've noticed especially with my health and eating well it's been this whole new world of change where i able to be more like grateful and and i do really break up those thoughts Right, um, especially for me, they, like I said, it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily prevent fear, and it's not going to prevent anxiousness necessarily. Yeah, I mean, nothing is like perfect. No, but what I have found too is that the more that I have worked on my brain health, the more when we get stuck, we've been stuck in some pretty darn scary, life-threatening situations. Yeah, and it, it creates the worst fear in me that I've ever experienced. Yeah. But what I have been able to do, the healthier that my brain is in the recent years, the, the easier it is, is for me to shift out of that, that fear and that anxious thought and go to that gratitude piece and see what am I receiving from God in this moment. This yeah. is a scary, scary moment, but what good is happening right now? Maybe it's the doctor that we have. Maybe it's, I don't know. It, there's just tons of different things. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of different things. It, but it's it's enabling enabling me to see things differently, for sure. And to see positive things even in the most darkest moments. And then when I see those, then I can have gratitude and I can praise God and thank Him and pray to Him. Yeah. And so it really changes everything. Which it is really does. such a beautiful thing. It brings that peace and that joy in the complete chaos of what we're experiencing because we can shift out of those fearful thoughts. Yeah. So the second one that we have found is taking care of your brain has really helped to quiet quiet our minds to be able to pray and converse with God, to, to talk with Him. I think when you're taking care of your brain and you're taking care of your body, you have less worry about what's going on around you and how the world is affecting you. You kind of gain this confidence almost. And that allows you to kind of just be in your own thoughts and quiet your mind and talking with God then becomes a lot easier and your your brain isn't caught up with these other thoughts so you can just think your own and talk to God about those. I don't know if that made sense. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, it absolutely made sense. I mean, when you can quiet your mind, it enables you to quiet your mind, and those quiet minds help you get in touch with your feelings and help you get in touch to convey those feelings, right? So yeah. you can communicate more clearly to God with what your fears are, what you're praying for, what you're thankful for. Yeah, it and helps you become, like, more concise, even though that's not necessarily what God wants, but it, it helps you narrow down. It does, and it helps you to find kind of that peace, right, so that you, you know, there's a peace in communicating with God when you can sit in the quiet. When yeah. your mind's not constantly running and when you're not, go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, a healthy brain, what I have found is the more I'm able to sit in quiet with myself and have these thoughts and communicate with God. Yeah. So third, what we have found is that it helps us not to get stuck in un- unproductive thoughts and beliefs. Yeah. Which uh, is so hard. It's so easy to get caught up in. I mean, it's day for the day. It's like, uh, like, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. I need to get this done. And then I can't focus on anything else. Yes. Oh, my. There, There's a whole list of unproductive thoughts. And if yeah. I think back, you know, I was stuck in them all the time. And I know when we talked in our The Secret to Joy podcast, um, is that just our last one? Yeah, that was our last one. But we did share some of the darker moments yeah. that we had. And it was really stuck thoughts in my head that kept cycling around. And I wanted Same. to blame everyone. And it wasn't fair. And I was so angry. And I and I relived these emotions and fears over and over. Yeah. A hundred different ways where I would just get stuck and I would spin. And you can't get out. And things get deeper and uglier the more that you sit there. Yeah, it's crazy. And so it really does, working all that we have done to help support our brain health, it really, I, you know, I can fall there for a little bit, but I don't start twirling around. <laughs> I can float and move up. Yeah. I mean, like, I think recently, it was just, it, it, to me, it kind of seems frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, I'm thankful that I'm here now. But I used to, I feel like lately I've been getting less stuck in my negative or unproductive thoughts I feel like I'm able to move out of it faster and I'm just being able to do that like like a couple weeks ago yeah you I can I can see it I can see the change in you where you go there but on your own you're able to shift yeah which is really really cool and I hope that I am able to keep that skill but really taking care of my body has really helped me to get out of those thoughts and so I can move into gratitude and I can praise God and I can move into a place of worship and calmness again and kind of to me I feel sane again right and I and I know just working with clients too that I've helped to get unstuck it's like it's so empowering it's life transforming when you can move yourself out of these thoughts yeah, and not yourself. Them. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like, I mean, you're my mom, so I love you, and you, you, you're here to, to, to support me and stuff, mm-hmm. which not everyone has, but, uh, so to me, it's like, oh, I, I just so frustrated that like, I can't get out of this without my mom. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's honestly frustrating for me because, it's like I, I've depended on you my entire life, and I can't just, I can't like think different thoughts right now. So, but to me, it's really been. It, that's kind of changed. I feel like I'm able to move uh, out of those places without even needing to having to go with you. And I tell you about it because you right. know, you're my mom and I want to tell you, but it's not necessarily like, oh, I, I'm 
I'm anxious, I need you to fix me, basically. Right, right. And, you know, and that's, that is the beauty of it, right? Is that empowerment. Yeah. And that you can switch on your own and you have evolved and it's been amazing. Yeah. And it, and it takes practice, though. Yeah. I mean, I've also seen you change, too. I mean, it's just like. Thank you. And I, I, yeah. I can feel it. I can know it. And, you know, even dad's like, mm, you've changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. You don't get as mad as you used to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's definitely situations I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mom definitely would have gotten way madder if I did this X, Y, and Z, whatever. But, yeah. So. It, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, really cool to see the change. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. So the fourth thing that we found that, or the fourth thing that we found was that brain, like taking care of your brain has helped us realize is that we become more aware of God's blessings when we move out of our stress response. And I think this is very, very true. I mean, when I'm stressed or just like blocked off and stuck, I... I'm focused on one thing, and that's typically, it usually happens with homework. I'm very hyper-focused. I'm like, everyone shut up. I need to get this done, even though it's due in a month. <laughs> but <laughs> that's how mom feels. She's like, oh my gosh, Jana, you need to stop freaking out. It's due in like a week. You have all this time. So, right. Yeah, usually but I, I do get stuck. Month. I get really, really stuck, and I get hyper-focused. But I've noticed with taking care of my body and taking care of my brain and like having these resources to get unstuck, I have been able to see God's blessings, kind of like that sunset story I shared in The Secret to Joy. Yeah. 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 That That is that is a, a huge benefit, and I can see it too. The more, the more I shift out of my stress response, and the stress response isn't necessarily bad, but it is bad when we get stuck there. And yeah. for a lot of us, I mean, we're you can just feel it. stuck there much of the day. Yeah. And that's not where we want to be. And that, um, that's why brain health, when you promote brain health, it moves you out of that stress response. So that's really what we're looking for is not to get stuck in that stress response. Yeah. And the more that I moved out, I mean, I, again, like we kind of talked about in The Secret to Joy is I get kind of giddy over these small, simple little things. Yeah, you just even, become like, oh, my gosh, like. People might think you're crazy, but yes. <laughs> you're just really living your life and you're taking care of your body and you're just, you're right. just a 10 out of 10. It's like playing with my puppy. It can be a, you know, a big yeah. high. It's like, what a huge blessing as opposed to a chore. Um, yeah. Like, oh, I have to play with a dog or oh, I have to go to school or whatever. Right. It, it flips it when yeah. your brain is flexible, resilient. Plastic. <laughs> and plastic. Plastic means we want a plastic brain in the sense that it means plasticity, and that means that the brain can change. Yeah, and so it can change and grow, and that is a good thing for you. Very, very positive. So, after discussing like how is it related to God, what is brain health, what just what's a regulated brain, what's an unregulated brain, we have some tips on how to improve your brain regulation. Your brain health, yeah. It's yeah. like, do you want to improve it? Say yes. Say yes to the dress. Yes, yes, yes. Brain health. <laughs> and you know what? It seems kind of big and scary. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's out of our it control. Because yeah. it is. Well, it is, but it, it's not really. Because yeah. it, it, it seems like it's way out of our control and like there's nothing we can do about our brain if there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Um, Which is so, so wrong because so our far brains are plastic. They have the ability to change and mold. And uh, and they want to change. They're more malleable than one may think. 
Yeah, so but the but the deal is, here's the corker, you have to create that change. Yeah. But the plus side of that is you can create that change. And we are here to give you some tips. Yep, you need no special tools or anything um, outside of tools and changing yourself and what you're doing. All you need is yourself. All you need is yourself. And so who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I guess I'll go first. You, yeah. know, you started last time. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so the first one to improve your brain health is to really watch what you're putting into your body and your mind to energize it, whether it's food, like if is your food non-processed or is it processed? What are you putting, are you on a diet that's helping you? Are you getting enough sleep? Uh, what are your thoughts like? Kind of just like, what are you putting in your body to energize it? What are you putting into your mind to energize it? And there's a whole host of things that affect it. Right. So you want to be putting in um, basically, you know, typically whole food that's nutri- nutritiously dense, nutrient dense, I guess is the word that I'm looking for, um, as opposed to processed food, junk food, sugar, uh, that is not beneficial really to the body and helping the brain to give it fuel and to make it stronger. The yeah. brain really does need nutrients, and your body needs lots of nutrients. Yeah. Um, your body also needs sleep. Organic nutrients, right, to help it function properly. And so that is critical and very important because you're supposed to eat three times a day. Some people eat more. So it is a big deal because you're putting a lot of stuff into that body and mind. And then sleep, yes, absolutely. Yes. Sleep is so essential. I am a big advocate for sleep Everybody. sometimes only only <laughs> i don't have fomo i'm missing out on something late at night and that, then then she doesn't then i'm like sleep. screw screw sleep i'm gonna do that no, you know what and that's probably the problem with everybody yeah. i think i've gotten better though you know it, i don't know <laughs> and you're 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 getting better and it's just a process these things are just uh, a routine a practice a practice that you have to put into place and be conscious of and have like sure. little red flags to know like hey you know I'm really tired and crabby today. Wait, have I been getting to bed on time? Yeah. So the key for sleep is you really want it to be consistent and regular. You don't want it to switch it up. You don't want to stay up all night till 4 o'clock and then sleep till 1 or 2 the next day. Yeah. And then try to go to bed at 9, but then get up at 5. and then yeah. It's got to be pretty regular, else you're just going to whack out your thoughts that really your body's messes. not going to respond to that well yeah it really messes with your circadian rhythms and that's like your sleep or your sleep wake cycle yeah and so you really want to be conscious of that so in order for your mind and body to have this great energy right you need to put in some good solid quality food and get some good solid quality sleep yeah and we touched on this earlier but uh, i just want to cover it briefly we talked about thoughts like the thoughts that you put in or like what what are your thoughts kind of being affected by is it being affected by movies or media or the people around you like what are you thinking right and so a, you need to be very vigilant about what you're, you're putting going in. into number two number two is mine but oh it is yeah you just entered into number two but that's good oh. she's absolutely oh. correct oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of funny oh so that's that's yeah. two Okay. okay, well, yeah, we can move into two then. You can say two. Well, <laughs> she already said two. I she spoiled took, it. She, I'm sorry. Yeah, she <laughs> took my thunder. <laughs> Number two is thought awareness, and that's exactly what Gina was talking about. What's a thought awareness? What are we putting into our mind? 
And so number one was 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 how we energize the mind and body. And yeah. so that was through food and sleep. So number two is thought awareness. What are we putting into our minds? Um, what thoughts are we entertaining, like she said? Are we constantly spinning out on negative thoughts? Yeah. But this also includes screens, like Janet said, media, entertainment, and even relationships. Yeah, which is kind of seems weird because it's like, oh, well, of course the people around you are going to affect you. But you have control of who you spend time with. And Absolutely. how those people, well, you don't have control of how they make you feel, but you have control, yeah, if, if you're around them, if you want to be around them, like, you know, don't be rude, but, like, take care of yourself, too. Yeah, you have to take care of yourself. It's like, what kind of thoughts? Are you around somebody who's constantly putting you down? Yeah. Um, then it's time to create buffers and um, yeah, boundaries sure. and barriers uh, with people. And uh, screens and media is so huge. It's beyond huger than... Huger. <laughs> Probably huger, bigger than anybody, a bigger impact than anybody wants to really think. Yeah. Because um, I think it's just like, because they're, they're making millions off of it. They don't want to say anything. Billions. Yeah. Million, I don't even know how much money they're making off of it. But off of it. Um, it absolutely affects your thoughts. It affects who yeah. you are. It affects your priorities. It affects your values. Yeah. And it affects so, your relationship with God and how deep you go with God. It really does. And so you just, you have to be very almost that is a good thing maybe to be hyper vigilant about honestly yeah it, it <laughs> One really of the is few things I mean, to be hyper vigilant about is like what you're putting into your mind yeah you want your thoughts to be your own and once you start getting all these messages from screens and media and even from culture it's like uh, it can be hard to find out where you are where your values are and yeah. where everyone else is telling you to be the line can get blurred can get really blurry easily. and then you bring an entertainment factor in there like what you do for entertainment too and i guess it kind of ties in with movies but it could tie in with other things that you're doing that might not um be necessarily feeding your brain positively yeah i mean if you go out and drink every night uh for entertainment that is not a good thing for your brain. I can tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, it's not. So the third one we have to improve your brain health is movement and engagement with the physical environment. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means, so that is being engaged in the environment around you. And so it's not necessarily talking to people i mean we're talking about movement but here's the difference it's not movement like hey i'm going out for a walk i'm going out for a jog and i'm plugging in my headphones and i'm like totally dissociating yeah. and just oh walking yeah you need engagement and with the running world around you right i'm talking about engagement so i'm talking about going out for that walk yes do it but i'm talking about maybe leaving the earbuds out and engaging with the environment around you. Yeah. Talk to the people that you see. Using your senses, basically. Using all your senses and feeling the breeze on your face. This is this is that awareness piece. You really want that awareness piece. Yeah. And so that's where movement really feeds the brain. And so you definitely want movement, but you also want to have engagement, um, movement yeah. and engagement uh, with a physical environment. And yeah. so it is socializing and engaging with people too it's like are you really listening to the people you're talking to um or are you kind of dissociating and just kind of not even really there and not remembering what they're saying yeah so that's kind of what we're talking about there to improve brain health you really want to be in the moment you want to be engaged you want to be moving and involved with the world around you yeah also just also you're just kind of moving through life without knowing or experiencing which is what god put us here on earth to do is to experience 
Right. And this is a great place where I to get tied in with nature. Yeah. Be out in nature. It's a very healing that brings peace. It's God's creation. Yeah. That can be very grounding and it can, it's changed people's lives actually. It really has. That haven't really been outside in nature yeah. and haven't engaged and haven't moved. It's given like a whole new life. And then last but not least, you did that. I'm on four. Yep. Four is quiet time. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The brain really needs quiet time. It really does it in does. order to be healthy. Yeah. It was never meant to run, 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 go, 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 um, to complete exhaustion. The brain doesn't function well with that. No, it doesn't. It really likes quiet time to reflect, to refuel, um, to... To just uh, think its own thoughts. Think its own thoughts. And in this quiet time, right, this is where you can journal, you can pray. You can find God. You can meditate. You can sit out and just be engaged in nature. Instead of that movement piece, you can just sit out and watch the birds uh, flying around and the butterflies and whatever. So quiet time is essential in building a strong brain, and it's very essential in um. In quiet time is really essential in building a strong and healthy brain and building that relationship to God. For sure. I, I think I agree with that 100%. I mean, I've definitely found myself kind of more lately, like craving quiet time instead yeah. of being around. I don't know if it's because like, you know, just it's finals week. So everyone's just like, oh, and the energy is like so much. Oh, yeah. But it's just kind of like I need that quiet time. I need time to read my Bible or to journal or to pray to God or just, you know, have time to, to, to be in my thoughts. Right. Reflect. Discover yeah. what emotions are you really feeling. I mean, yeah. that, that is really important to do that. Yeah. And you need that self, like, a, a realization, uh, awareness to, co- co- to correct yourself and correct your thoughts. Yeah. So just to kind of go over what they were. Uh, we have four ways to improve your brain health. Yep. And one is you want to energize your mind and body through healthy routines and practices. Yeah. So that would be healthy whole food, nutri- nutrient-dense, and a regular consistent sleep schedule are kind of the two key ones there. Yep. Two is to make like be aware of what you're putting into your brain. What are the thoughts that you're thinking? What are the things that are influencing your thoughts? Screens, whether it's screens, media, entertainment, or even relationships. Like what what are the negative and the positive things that are feeding into your thoughts? Perfect. And number three is movement and engagement with the physical environment around you. So this means unplugging. This is really about unplugging and getting outside and getting moving and exercising, but doing it without um, having earbuds in and like listening, feeling that breeze, looking at the whatever's outside. I mean, just really engaging. Yeah. Number four is quiet time. Quiet, quieting your mind, quieting your world, or, or not quieting the world around you, but like being in a, a space where you can hear your own self, where you can pray to God and you can just be. Yes, and when you do all those things, when you help to build strong brain health, it will bring you closer to God. Yeah. It will promote your relationship yeah. in many ways. And so we just to go over how 
are taking care of your brain can close in your relationship with God, uh, we can go over some of those things. For us, it helped us to break up our anxious and fearful thoughts and it allowed us to like be closer with God. Absolutely. And to have that gratitude and that praise for him. It yeah. came so easily, much easier when, when we're functioning in a healthy brain. And it also helps us to quiet our minds and to be able to pray and converse with God. It helps really with that communication piece when we quiet our mind. Yeah. You can hear your own thoughts and you can think of and talk to God about those. Third, it helped us not to get stuck in our un- unproductive thoughts uh we were able to move out of being stuck and we were talking about this before but the plasticity like being able to move from task to task from day to day and not getting stuck in past activities right or get stuck in dark thoughts yeah like that's a blame and anger is what we talked about too you it's it's no fun being stuck there no it's not and then uh, last but certainly not least is that it helps us to become more aware of God's blessings as we move throughout our day so that we can be more thankful. It helps us to move out of our stress response so that we can see all the good that is around us. Yeah. So those are just some of the things that, you know, how to improve your brain health, which then improves your relationship with God and your closeness with God. Absolutely, and it really does help to break the cycle of anxious thoughts Yeah, uh, by improving your brain health and helping, helping you to draw closer to God. So that's what brain health is all about, and that's why yeah. we are faithfully unapologetic about, about our faith <laughs> and, and, and our brain health. health. Yes. Because it goes, they go hand in hand. They to, really to, do go hand in hand. To... To improve your brain health means to improve your faith. To improve your faith means to improve your brain health. Right. And so moving forward, we will be breaking out different podcasts that talk about brain health and talk about breaking that cycle of anxious thoughts along with strengthening our faith Sorry, and using the (laughs) power of prayer. Yeah. So kind of closing out, I want to close us out in prayer. I think this one's a really essential one to close out in prayer. And so you can join me in any way that you want and let's let's just give god the praise that he deserves amen okay dear god thank you so much for bringing all these wonderful people to our podcast i know that you have just placed them on this earth and in this time for a certain reason i pray that they hear what they need to hear and i pray that you just give them the the power to and the heart the power and the heart to move out of these anxious thoughts and to really realize that they are hosting a spirit a beautiful beautiful spirit and that their bodies are the vessel that you've given them to take care of god i pray that they are just able to move in love for themselves and for others and see that they are truly and amazingly made by the creator of heaven earth God, I pray that you just give them the mind to move out of these thoughts. I know it's so easy to get caught up in. God, I pray that that you just take down Satan, that he is not able to intrude the, our thoughts anymore, and that we are able to see that we are beautiful people and that we need to take care of our bodies and our minds in order to strengthen our relationship with you. 
God, I pray that you just give us the strength to do all of this. And I pray um, over every single person that is listening to this. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. I love that. I really do. And so with that, we are signing off. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks back here again so that we can dig further into our faith and into uh, brain health and breaking the cycle of those anxious thoughts. Yeah. And I guess with that, we'll sign off in faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Kelly. If you would like help on working on breaking that cycle of anxious thoughts and digging deeper into transforming your life, we have a gift for you. We do. We do. I guess I'm also here too. (laughs) Jana's also here too. We have a five-minute power journal. And if you would like to receive that, just go to my website, kellyjeanpittman.com. And I'll spell that because there's different ways to spell all that. But it's K-E-L-L-Y. Jean, J-E-A-N-N-E, and then Pittman, P-I-T-T-M-A-N.com. When you go to that site, a little menu will pop up that will ask if you want the five-minute power journal, and um, just sign in, and we'll get that sent to your mailbox. It is really great. It's not just a blank page. We have lots of prompts. Um, it only really takes like about five minutes a day. That's it really, really does. all we want you to spend on this. But it does get you thinking. It does get you thinking with the prompts that we have in there. So it really is helpful and can be very transforming and help you to kind of dig deep into these subconscious blocks and bring them forward and kind of process them and think about things in a different way. So thank you. And I look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Yay. Bye. We'll see you guys. Bye.